Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Hey. I was just talking to Ack, Rich Ackerman, right? about KD and Kyrie and we're talking about work and how Kyrie said oh everybody wants to talk about what I do off the floor no one wants to talk about my work ethic you didn't show up for work (laughs) you missed hella days us regular folks aren't allowed to do that we have to hustle we have to grind we have to go to work every day literally to survive you're making millions, and you were AWOL. So how can we respect your work ethic when you only went to work 50% of the time? And then with KD, he's hurt 50% of the time. So you're using sick days, right? You're calling out half the time. Y'all don't go to work. With LeBron, at age 38, he's still showing up playing 40 minutes, playing back-to-backs. You can count on LeBron. LeBron has not had one real major injury his whole career where he lost a season or half a season. He's had some bumps and bruises, yeah. But LeBron takes care of his body to the point where it's like science. It's sports science. He's iced up after the game. He's, I don't know, I don't know his diet, but he's eating the right things. He's making sure that he's able to like refresh and rebuild and uh, refuel and be ready for the next game. He's in the weight room. You always see LeBron working out in the gym to be available for 20 years. And he never quit on his contract. He never quit on his team. And I see people dragging him and hating him because they lost the game last night. They were going to lose that game whether LeBron broke the record or didn't. Let's say there was no record on the table. The Lakers weren't beating OKC. Those young boys had a, a mission that they were on to win that game, and they beat some team. They beat the Nets. They beat the Celtics. OKC is no slouch. I mean, they're not great, but, like, they show up. But I can't hate on LeBron because he honored all of his contracts. He never requested a trade. He never quit on his team. But here with the Brooklyn Nets, right, I'm a Nets fan. I was a Nets fan way before I ever thought we would get KD or Kyrie. And now that I'm coming to terms with the fact that they failed, it was a disaster, it's over, and I'm cool with it. All right? I really didn't know how I would feel once we got to the point where we we're like, okay, Kyrie is out, KD is out. In hindsight, what did they do? What did they accomplish? What did they win? If anything, this Nets world has been built on their backs the last four years, right? I have watched Barkley's center change. I have watched... Young kids become fans. I have watched the fan base grow online and in real life. Thanks. This Nets world has been built, and it'll still be there when they go wherever, right? Kyrie is in Dallas. We'll see him on the floor in about two hours facing the Clippers. 
And I just think it's a foregone conclusion that Kevin Durant is gone. And he's 35, right? He's been hurt. He They paid him a whole year he was out his first year. And then every year since, a hamstring, back-to-back years with a, a sprained MCL. And not for nothing, back-to-back years, KD getting hurt was the catalyst for James Harden requesting a trade, forcing his way out, and Kyrie requesting a trade, forcing his way out. What do I mean? Well, last year, when KD goes down and Kyrie is anti-vax guy, he's in and out of the lineup. At first, he's just completely away from the team because it was such a PR mess. The Nets thought it'd be better to just keep him away. James Harden's looking around like, I got to lead this team with Bruce Brown. Like, I got to lead this team. Like, I, I didn't come here to be the, the number one guy and the only guy. I did that in Houston. I'm out. I want out. Forced his way out. And then fast forward this past year, not even this past year, like fast forward last week, you see Kyrie being masterful as the number one, closing games, Mamba mentality in the fourth quarter. You saw him cook the Knicks. Like, that's what he's been doing, right? He stepped up in the absence of KD. But he thought that because he played well for a couple weeks that he could force the Nets into giving him a four-year, $200 million-plus extension. The Nets weren't going for it. No way. Fool me once, fool me. Fool me twice. Fool me. Can't fool me seven times. They weren't going to do that. It would have been bad for business. It would have been so ridiculous if they just gave him a fully guaranteed four-year contract after the last four years and what he put them through. But he felt disrespected. He felt like he was just being tolerated. Come on, man. It's goofy. It's, it's, uh, it's clownish when you actually look at it. These guys didn't win a damn thing. They got swept out of the first round. Last year, how great are they if they can get swept? They couldn't win a game. And the year before, I said the the basketball gods were just not ready for the big three that was James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie because they went up 2-0 on Giannis and the Bucks. But Harden had the hammy. Giannis comes and uh, doesn't let Kyrie land, sprains his ankle. Kevin Durant is an inch away. I was at that game. An inch away, if his size, I don't know, 17 shoe was a 16, they beat the Bucs and probably go on to win the final since the Bucs did. Wasn't meant to be. The basketball universe couldn't handle it. Those three superstars together, it would have been too much. And the NBA didn't want that. They wanted their darling, their international darling, the Greek freak, to win a championship and win finals MVP. I don't know if he wins another one, but he got that one off. So as a Nets fan, looking uh, back on this time, if they would have gave me the script for KD and Kyrie, I would have taken KD. But Kyrie, hell no. Because Kyrie just brought so much negative attention. And Nets fans tried to defend him. I tried to defend him. But there were so many things that he did that I'm like, that's not me. And I don't want anyone to confuse his beliefs with my beliefs. And it's a relief not to have to defend the guy. And KD, I still think is the best player in the league. He's ridiculous. But he's not available. The best ability is availability. If you can't play half the time, then what are we talking about? What are we talking about? What would you like to talk about? 877-337-6666. I got a bunch of calls. Let's see where we should go. Oh, my guy. Limo driver Ed is in PA. What's up? Brother, what did we talk about last week? We said, at first you didn't think he would get traded. I said, there's an owner out there 
that's going to take. Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban. I told you that. I, I, I said, yeah. And guess what's going to happen here? He ain't going to sign no deal with them. He's going to go to the Lakers. Yeah, in the huh. offseason, maybe. Maybe. I think LeBron will LeBron will engineer that. Yep, in the offseason. But the Mavs aren't going to give him the extension he's looking for. No, he's not. But guess what? Now, they done gave up these players. They done gave – this is not a guarantee with Luka. You know, they're both of them playing. Because the rest of the team, you done got rid of the other players. Now you done hurt your team. I don't see them going through. Mm -hmm. They're not going to play any defense. They're not going to play any defense. So Kyrie and Luka got to drop 40 uh, each night. So good luck to them. They're a sixth-place team. Right. When, when, right. When Luka's out, they lose anyway. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. But listen, listen. Hey, like they said, don't let the door hit you on tail as you're going out. You know what? Listen. Yes, sir. And, he, and then the way he was talking, like he was available. You ain't know. But you was, yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? You you but, went AWOL. You were hurt. Right. It was but always something. Like <laughs> the, the vaccine right. and, or uh, you get uh, suspended because you are reckless with what and, you're posting online or you have calf soreness right. or sore shoulder. Please. Yep. Yeah, but I'm saying that. And look, but today's athletes, they run the league. And this is what happened. You're right. They're paying all these millions of dollars and they, you know, they refuse to go out there and play. Like I said with KD. Man, this dude's another one from Candace Achilles. He's the way his that what is I think it's his calf or something, the calf or something like that, right? The calf on KD. Right now, it's his knee. And and check me out, bro. Uh-oh. He gets hurt standing yeah. around. Back to back years, he sprained his <laughs> knee because someone fell into him when he was just standing there. That's crazy. That's he's he's so man. frail. His legs are so skinny. He, he can't withstand somebody yeah. falling into him. Puts him out for two no, months. Man. That's what I'm saying is. Now, that's going to be the same thing. <laughs> that, you know, and that's what other teams are. Now, he's great when he's in there, but the guy can't stay healthy, man. His bones are so fragile. He's just a, a hit away. Exactly. So court, what are we yeah. talking about? The Nets were banking on hope and potential. And in every business, yeah, you have to find, like, you have to get to the point where you find reality and you start living in it. You right. can't go off of potential forever. Nope, you can't, brother. And I tell you right now, man. Now it's like you're rebuilding this whole team again. Yeah, but there's Same. some talent. There's some talent. People just don't know their names. I know them they're, very well because I pay close no, attention. But there, there's some talent there. Yeah, and if KD decides to honor his contract and stay there for the next three years and be healthy, we'll see what happens. Maybe you can build. A, you know, they got they got a lot of picks. They got picks and everything. So you know, let's see what happens. And they still. And I don't know if there's anything they're gonna do with the trade anymore. Trades, but. I don't know, bro. It's going yeah. to be a long You got less than 20 season. hours until the deadline. Thanks for the call, Ed. I'll say this. I said this on the Talking Nets podcast. Look up Talking Nets for uh, myself, Hudson Flynn, Robin Lumberg. We cover the team. We talk about every single thing from the last four years. With KD, I said, man, <laughs> the narrative that KD has never been the bus driver, he has the perfect opportunity here. You were signed to play in Brooklyn for the next three seasons. Be the star. Drive the bus, KD. You won't. <laughs> you won't. You won't because you don't agree with things that the front office has done where their hand was literally forced. And sure, the, the front office and ownership deserves blame. They all deserve, de- deserve blame. It's a disaster. All parts are, have equal blame in it. I was saying this summer, they all needed to get into the room and talk it out like men. Guess who actually got them into a room? A woman, Clara Sai, Joe Sai's wife. Said, hold on, hold on. We're not blowing this whole thing up. This Nets world has been built. 
everybody all in for one more season. And we thought everybody was all in until Kyrie couldn't get his extension and he kept asking for his extension behind the scenes and he felt disrespected because they weren't going to give him $200 million. No one in the NBA is. The Nets were going to offer you an incentive-based contract with some stipulations, with some triggers, like if you play 50 out of 72 games, you can trigger some money, but we're not going to give you any guaranteed money. We don't trust you. We'd be idiots to sign that. So here we are. There, are, There's talent in Brooklyn. And you'll see these guys real soon, whether you're a Knicks fan, whether you're an NBA fan, and you don't know these guys, there's talent in Brooklyn. And I think they'll be fine whether KD wants to drive the bus or not. Chris is in Brooklyn on the fan. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Keith? You know, hosting, holding it down. Yeah, yeah. Dude, listen, I love the Nets. I was a Knicks fan, I'd say, uh, for a good number of years. And then I became a Nets fan when Kenny Atkinson was there, mm-hmm. like, when they had Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. I remember how exciting it was when they played Philly. In what was that the 2018 playoffs? Yeah, gentlemen sweep wanna, Philly. We we won that first game, then lost four in a row. That's right. That's right. But listen, we made it a game, and we made it, and it was those. It was so easy to root for that team. Like no one believed us, and we traded away that belief. Like we, I can't. I, I can't believe that. We got Jared that, Allen, uh, Karis Levert, it hurt, man. I mean, for for James Harden at the time, it seemed like holy. We're gonna put James Harden with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. We won the championship. You know, those guys were core guys. Those were our guys. We were winning with Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, D'Lo. Like, we were finding we were finding something with less. They, were, they developed their own culture, their own brand, their identity in Brooklyn. That was the first year of the Biggie Coogee jerseys. Like, they just had their yeah. own swag. Yeah. And then they, that huge comeback in Sacramento, that's when I started believing in shots. Like, oh, my God, okay, this team's for real. I'm not gonna lie though, like when they got when they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, like I was excited. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yes, yeah, this is it, you know, like but man, they let it it's so disappointing like how it all ended. Um if they can I, I like I love Jacques Vaughn, like I mean he's he's he, he did well in the beginning. Like I think Jacques Vaughn is good for this team still. I know a lot of people won't, won't agree with me on that. I do like Jacques Vaughn. But um I wish we still kept Kenny Atkinson somehow because I I think he's a great motivator. Um, well, well, who got who got Kenny up out of there? Because Kenny did coach Kyrie for a little bit, and then Kyrie oh. didn't have any respect for him, and he spoke out against it. And then he got on the first episode of Kevin Durant's new podcast back then, and he said, "We don't need a coach. I could be the coach. Kevin could be the coach. No, y'all damn sure need a coach. You got swept by the Celtics and Ime Udoka in the first round. You needed a coach. Nash couldn't help you." Yo, that was great, Keith. You just dropped a lot of knowledge that I had no idea, but that was great. Man. Trust me, I, I unfortunately I'm a Nets fan. I I know all of this stuff. I lived it, and it's just funny now that it's over. This is the player empowerment movement in the NBA, and I honestly think this is the end—the end of the super teams, the end of these players hijacking the organization and making moves as if they're the GMs. No, you're a player. That's why they have GMs. That's why they have owners. That's why they have a front office. You're supposed to play. Leave the other stuff to the guys that get paid to do that. Right. Very good. Very good. Well said. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for the call, Chris. You know, I think it's interesting. And, I mean, Chris is probably from Brooklyn. There's a lot of people that before the Nets moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn, they were Knicks fans. But then when a team pops up in Brooklyn, the first time Brooklyn has a team – 
obviously not the like you know Cyclones, but since the Brooklyn Dodgers, it's like okay, there's some pride. If you're from the borough, there's some pride in that. If you're from Brooklyn, you relate to that. And unfortunately, the Nets have a history of free agents not choosing to play for them. So in 2019, when I'm in London with my Vince Carter jersey on, waiting to see who the Nets get, and I get that notification that the Nets make the clean sweep, they get KD, they get Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan. (laughs) I'm like, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. They moved the team from New Jersey to Brooklyn for greener pastures. They moved the team from East Rutherford to Brooklyn to attract star players like this. Now we're on a different level. But we never actually got to the level that we thought we would get to. They got to a a game seven in the second round, and they lost. That was the furthest that they got. It's a cautionary tale. I think the superstar era, the super team era, the player empowerment movement in the NBA is officially a wrap. You got to draft guys, you got to develop guys, and you damn sure need a coach. 877-337-6666. KM to AM. Back after this. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy. Right back at it. This just in. This just in. Woj bomb. Shams bomb. A trade has been made in the NBA. The Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves are finalizing a trade sending D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt to the Los Angeles Lakers. Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick to Utah. Mike Conley Jr. and a second-round pick to Minnesota. Okay. So some movement with the point guards. D'Lo goes back to L.A., the team that drafted him. Russell Westbrook gets out of there. He goes to Utah, where he has some beef with their fans. (laughs) Uh, If you remember back to the OKC days, he got into it with the uh, fans out in Utah. And um, Mike Conley Jr. will go from Utah to Minnesota. So trade deadline. We are uh, some 19 and uh, maybe 18 and a half hours away from the trade deadline in the NBA. Moves are being made. I'd like to see... One of our local teams make a move. That's a big move. That's probably the biggest move of the deadline, well, after the Kyrie move. You know, that's a three-team trade. The Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves finalizing a trade, sending D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt to the Los Angeles Lakers, Russell Westbrook, and a first-round pick to Utah, Mike Conley Jr., and a second-round pick to Minnesota. And all the calls are lining up hoops. Good. All the calls are lining up basketball. I mean, NBA talk, LeBron, KD, Kyrie. We'll keep that going at least for the next half hour. I do want to get to the Yankees and their spring training invitees. I do want to get to the Mets. Brett Beatty was on Hot Stove. 
about two hours ago. Uh, there's clips of him speaking uh, on the internet. SNY has covered that. Mets fans, we'll talk about your young guys mixed with some of these new guys. It's literally step right up and meet the Mets. There's some new Mets and some new energy. Uh, if you're going down to spring training to see the Mets or the Yankees, call me up. But for now, we're going to take these LeBron calls, these Kyrie calls, these KD calls as a blockbuster trade has just happened in the NBA. And we're here at the Fan in New York talking about it. Out in Brooklyn, it's Eric. What's up, Eric? You're on the Fan. Hey, what's up, Keith? Uh, um, I'm the cowboy man's son, just like you know. <laughs> hey, love your show. <laughs> yeah, Milton is my guy. Bleacher creatures. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, just want to talk real quick about uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron. Uh, just hearing, I'm just tired of hearing, the, you know, hearing people saying that you know LeBron is more of a goat than Michael Jordan. I was born in '95, man, and I know for a fact that LeBron is is the goat. I mean. Michael Jordan is the goat, man. See, you don't know which this one. You're not. You don't. You're not sure. You were born in '95. You can't be too uh, yes. sure about Mike. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Scoring titles, defense. You know, being six and zero in the championship. You know, I just it just frustrates me. You know, that people saying that. You know that. You know, LeBron. I love LeBron. Um, 2K12, LeBron. Come on, man. I love LeBron. <laughs> probably more than Jordan, but. The facts are the facts. Jordan is the GOAT, you know, simply. I uh, just want to get that clear. And just real quick, real quick, you know, just on a call quick. Uh, this is dealing real quick with the, you know, the Cowboys and the Jets. I love Cooper Rush, man. Mm. I love Cooper Rush. You want Rush. Cooper Rush to quarterback the Jets? I love Cooper Rush, bro. <laughs> I love it when they quarterback. I just want to get that clear. You know, it's a long shot, you know, but just want to get that clear. No one talks about it. Uh, he's a winning quarterback. And, uh, He's a veteran, quietly held it down this year. Nobody is mentioning him as a free agent yeah. or a target. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Central I, Michigan. You you know, he would be a good backup, though. I think the Jets fans need more than a Cooper Rush. If they want to bring him in to yeah. compete, yeah, but uh, he was solid for the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, he didn't throw as many picks as Dak in yeah. the little bit of time that he had. He's a hidden gem, man. But, yeah, I just want to get that clear. You know, you know, have a good night. Love your show. And hope everything goes all right, man. Thanks for the call. Tell your dad and the family I said hello. Thanks, Eric. Uh, now, MJ, I, I can't, I've said this all week because I'm not discrediting MJ by saying LBJ is a GOAT. When they did the NBA 75 last year, who got the biggest ovation, the biggest applause? It's Mike. And even in NBA circles, they don't look at Braun like they look at Mike. And those are the guys that play. When I was a kid watching. Michael Jordan, begging my mom to stay up and watch the Bulls versus the Seattle Supersonics, I fell in love with the game, and I fell in love with Mike and his story. I read books on his story. I read books on how he came up. I know Mike's story, and I know Mike is the greatest basketball player ever as far as the killer instinct, as far as, like, they called him Black Jesus. What he could do on the court, nobody ever could do. I mean, they even talked about him with the Charlotte Hornets being an older guy and showing up to practice and still being able to hook, um, still being able to hoop and cook young players. Like Mike is, is in another stratosphere with any NBA player, but LeBron, we can't say is not a goat. And there is a fraction of fans that exist that did not see MJ play. There's no last dance or dream team doc or book or any uh, YouTube videos that you can pull up to convince some of these kids. I just saw a video of a kid crying last night 
watching LeBron break the scoring record. Like, <laughs> I thought LeBron should have held back the tears. I'm, I'm in here watching LeBron. I'm like, are those crocodile tears? Are you, are you doing that for the camera? Because a video also went viral where a fan said, LeBron, when you break the record, are you going to cry? He said, no, nah, I'm not going to cry. We win another championship, I'm going to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. But at the same time, what I'm saying is, these younger kids that watch LeBron from 2003 to 2023, they swear by him, and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. He's different than MJ. And I think we got to look at the player and person in totality. What he's done is ridiculous. What he's done is incredible. I also last night spent some time talking about this digital social media era that LeBron did it in. It's hyper-focused. LeBron could never do anything wrong because there's always a camera. There's always someone watching. He had to be on his P's and Q's from the time he was 16 to now at 38. MJ, if he's playing the Knicks, he's in Atlantic City the night before on the tables doing whatever he wants to do in Atlantic City, and then he's heading to New York to hoop and play. LeBron never could do stuff like that. And when we compare these two, and we really shouldn't, and I'm a Kobe guy as well, uh, I heard the the little girl, uh, Mattingly, call into Carton and Roberts as I was driving in. And uh, they asked her what was her favorite subject in school. And she said, black history. And I was not expecting her to say that she's doing a project on Kobe Bryant. Like, that That was that was so wholesome. That was probably the moment of the year on WFAN. Kobe is up there for me, too. And it sucks that his life was cut short because... He was adding to his greatness as well with what he was doing with the WNBA. Um, didn't he win an Oscar? I think Kobe won an Oscar. So, like, we're, when we're talking about GOATs and greatness, there's multiple ways you can be a GOAT. LeBron is a GOAT in the movie space, in television, in media. I said already he's an active NBA player who is a billionaire. That's crazy. MJ is a billionaire, but he wasn't a billionaire while he was still hooping. And then when you go, just pull up, just Google this, and we'll go to the next call. Michael Jordan basketball reference, LeBron James basketball reference. They're both decorated. They both have a ton of accolades. But the thing about Mike with me, he didn't play 93, 94. He didn't play for three years between 98 to 2001. He kind of took away from his own greatness. He got bored with the game. Real hoopers that really love basketball are going to remember Mike stepped out to play baseball. LeBron joked about when the NBA locked out, he was going to go play football for the Dallas Cowboys. No, he wasn't. LeBron is a hooper, a hooper, a hooper. And when you look at the 20 years in the NBA, what he's done, he's had like three different careers. You can just look at what he did in Cleveland, what he did uh, in Miami, and then going back to Cleveland, and what he's done later in his career with the Lakers. Like He has run up the numbers. He's fourth all-time in assists. He's the leading scorer in the NBA. This guy built a school. I just think we got to be able to, to say there are multiple goats. But I understand if, if, if Jordan is a peg above LeBron. Yeah, because especially when you're grading rings and finals appearances, I talked about it last night. And I know it's a different audience at 8.30 versus 1.30 in the morning. But I had said last night, I remember watching Mike he had the killer instinct. He had the dog in him. He also had a good team and a good coach around him, but he didn't lose in the finals. Three-peat, six rings. 
And it was ridiculous. LeBron has taken some L's, but he's got four rings. If he gets another ring before he's done, if he brings Bronny Jr., his son, into the league and plays with him, it's just like, I, I don't know how you can't say this is the best basketball player you've ever seen in, like, totality with everything. I think if we just focus on the best, like, player, the most dominant player, like, on the court, the best winner, sure, that's MJ. You you know, LeBron can't really hold a candle to the, like, winning aspect, the dominating aspect, the championships, the three-peats, the six rings. But LeBron, as a businessman, as a husband, father, as a citizen, as a basketball player, yeah, he's 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 up there for me. I'm I'm just glad I got to see them both and Kobe. You know, I'm glad I got to say, yeah, when I was a kid, I came in watching MJ. I'm a grown man now, and I'm watching LeBron break the scoring record. It's great. And, you know, there's an argument, oh, basketball's changed so much. LeBron wouldn't have been able to do this in Jordan's era. Yeah, whatever. You know, there's arguments on both sides. Some people say that uh, Jordan was playing against plumbers, guys that would be plumbers now, right? When you look in the NBA now, all of these guys are big. All of these guys are strong, fast, ridiculous athletes. And a lot of these guys started training from the time they were five. To each his own. Whatever you believe is fine. Moving on here. Martin is in Guilford, Connecticut. What's up, Marty? Hey, not much. Thanks for pressing the button there. Hey, listen, I was a talk. Give me. I'm gonna give a couple snapshots if you don't mind. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see Oscar or Elgin or Bill Russell in their primes, but I saw the following. West could play with anybody, got MVPs on losing teams in the finals. Mm -hmm. He was the perfect player. I saw Wilt, the man, the original one-named dude. There's nobody like him. Jabbar was like Mariano. He's like a one-trick pony, but it was an impossible pony. Larry Bird brought ISU to the finals and got into stuff in Boston. Magic, hands down, the best point guard ever. Michael, to think he's not the best is kind of sacrilegious. Kobe was as competitive as Michael. LeBron, you're saying enough about, and Forget about Connie Hawkins, the New York City playground legend. If his career wasn't stolen from him, he'd be as good as anybody. And I'm telling you, man, before we say goodbye, Bill Walton, for the short, short lifespan he he had, was as good as anybody. Yeah, Bill Russell, Julius Irving. Thanks for the call, Martin. I mean, there's so many goats. There's so many guys that that had it at one point. Um, I was talking to one of my boys about like hip-hop and trying to make an analogy, and there was... Bunch of rappers in the building, Jay-Z. So many people say Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time. Some people say it's Biggie. Some people say it's Pac, right? There's an argument out there that Jay-Z was never the biggest rapper in the game because when he had his biggest years, DMX was the biggest rapper or Lil Wayne was the biggest rapper, right? It just depends on each era and how you feel. But there can be multiple greatest. It's just the phrasing, greatest of all time. It makes you think it's singular. It makes you think... That it's one. It's not true. I was talking about last night. I have kids that hit me up. You're the GOAT. You're the GOAT. You're the GOAT. And I'm just like, thanks. I'm not the GOAT of any anything. But I guess if you break it down, like, I'm the GOAT of Middlebrook Apartments. I'm the greatest to come out of the apartment complex I was raised in. You know? Like, I could be the GOAT of, um, you know, my university. The greatest person to come out of Mama's university. Like, it just depends on who is grading you, who is comparing you, um, whose eyes you're the greatest in. And there's so many people and there's so many takes and there's so many thoughts. I think there's enough room for the greatest. Like, we're not putting certain people in that GOAT category, actually, right? We talked last night about Shaquille O'Neal, and I got some calls about that. I'm like, yo, Shaq was the most dominant center. Some people say he was the best center. Other people are going to say Bill Russell. Other people are going to say Wilt. Uh, some people might say Hakeem. 
it, it depends on who you saw, when you saw them, and how you feel. And it's it's all good for conversation and debate. This is what we do watching sports. And uh, this is what we do in different eras. And we got to also understand there are old people, young people, in between. Like, it doesn't matter. Everybody's got different goats. I think Michael Jordan is the best NBA player of all time. When you look at what he did, the reception he gets, how big of a star he was too, right? But LeBron claims to be a star like that. He says he can't even go to Starbucks and have somebody spell his name wrong on a cup. Somebody get LeBron a uh, uh, L-A-B-R-A-W-N Starbucks cup so he can feel regular. 877-337-6666. I'll be right back. Imagine that. All right. Some more info on the trade that broke between the Lakers, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz. I was laughing. I was like, y'all remember when Russell Westbrook got into it with that fan and the fan was banned and Russ got fined 25000 and it it wasn't funny. Uh, it, it was actually bad. Like, I'm not going to go over what, you know, was said back then. This was 2019, but, uh, you know, that fan was banned from the arena and, uh, you know, Russ was... He's like, I'll promise you, you know, I'll come, you know, I can't even speak on it. I can't really say on air what Russ said, but he basically threatened this man and his wife um, in Utah back then. And he's not going to play for the Utah Jazz. They're talking buyout. So Russell Westbrook should secure a buyout from the Utah Jazz. And they're saying uh, after that trade, the Los Angeles Clippers are said to have interest in the star guard. And, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him playing for the Utah Jazz. Uh, go go, go! look that up. You know, I don't have to say it on air. There are kids listening. But just type in Russell Westbrook, Utah Jazz fan, and uh, you'll be reminded of 2019, what happened with him uh, when he was a part of the OKC Thunder. And, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that fans act like that. Russ, man, I swear Russ gets it the worst from them disrespecting his family name, calling him Westbrick. Um, Lakers fans, like he, you know, Lakers fans disrespecting him. Uh, he gets it. He gets it the worst, and I, I don't think he deserves that. He works hard. He's not the best shooter. He's not the best player. He's not the MVP he once was. But yeah, he gets he gets hate from fans, and I think it's crazy how some people talk to these players. Like these players are monsters. They're six six. 250, like, you got to be bold to be talking like that, thinking you're protected by security. But anywho, uh, getting back to the phones, everybody's calling to talk hoops, so we're going to keep that going. And uh, I will mix in the baseball conversation later. We will talk about realignment, new divisions that have been put out there. Uh, We will also talk about the rule changes coming up for this season. I don't know how I feel about it. I was saying last night, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it until I see it play out. I have all that information. I'll go through that, and then we'll start talking Mets, Yankees, spring training next week. It begins. World Baseball Classic and uh, all that good stuff. The Yankees and Mets have some guys playing in the World Baseball Classic. We'll hit on that. But um, this basketball conversation around LeBron James, uh, Michael Jordan, KD, Kyrie, Knicks, Nets, like it's pretty good right now. So. You guys are calling up, and uh, we got to get back to the phones before we go to the next break. Let's go to Pat in Belrose on the fan. What's up, Pat? Hi. How you doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for calling. All right. I go back to the Nets with Laverne Tott and Sonny Dove and Billy Schaefer, and I mm. love when 
Doc and Keenan, Super John and Wapa, and that. But when they traded for uh, playing uh, Crybaby, I got into it with Cotton. I said, this is going to be the biggest disaster. And then they got that moron Harden. The Nets deserve everything they get. Now they get Simmons. The Nets is a horrible thing that can happen to a basketball team. And that. Because, and, and when you said that nobody's going to sign Crybaby, all Cuban thinks he's the coolest guy in the Oh, I'll be able to hit it. It's going to be some moron owner who will give him the money saying, oh, I, I, I'll handle him and he'll play for us. This guy's a dirtbag. Harden's a dirtbag. Westbrook is a dirtbag. And Durant doesn't have the guts to carry a team where he would have stayed. He should have stayed with Golden State and collected a bunch of rings. That would have been a smart move. And when you were talking about uh, Black Jesus, by the way, that was Earl Monroe's first nickname. It was Black Jesus before he was the Pearl. And a couple of people got a little upset that he was Black Jesus. That's when he became the Pearl. Hmm. Fun so fact. Just a, little, just a little basketball history on the Pearl. Thanks for the call, Pat. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think now John Morant refers to himself as Black Jesus. So that name has been passed through NBA players for decades. And uh, talking about Kyrie, who Pat was just referring to, I, I think someone's going to sign Kyrie, right? I just don't think they're going to run him the max. I don't think there's an NBA team willing to give him a four-year, $200 million max extension. He's screwed it up for himself. This guy played with LeBron James. This guy played with Jason Tatum. This guy played with Kevin Durant and now Luka Doncic. And I don't think he's going to re-sign with the Mavs because the Mavs have Luka and, and we'll see how it goes. I'm interested to see what they look like on the floor tonight. I like basketball. I can separate the fact that Kyrie was a net. Like, I can watch the game and be happy to see what they do against the Clippers. I just don't expect them to extend him. He's looking for a four-year, 200 max contract. That's why he forced his way out of Brooklyn because he got frustrated that they didn't cave, that they didn't give in to him. Right, he, he talked about him being himself being so selfless and the, his leadership qualities. It's like, damn, how do you rate yourself higher than everyone else? Delusion, delusion. So I don't think that there's an NBA team that's going to give him a four-year, two hundred million dollar extension. Do I think there's a team that'll give him a year, two-year deal with some type of incentives or implications? Or yeah, of course, it's Kyrie Irving. He's one of the best players we've ever seen. Someone's going to take a chance on him. And with Pat saying the Nets got what they deserved, they took a huge chance. High risk, little to no real reward. I think the only reward that I see is that there are more Nets fans now. We got some cool jerseys, and uh, you know they sold a bunch of 7 jerseys and 11 jerseys and 13 jerseys and even 10. And now the Nets world has been built off the backs of these superstars that have come into the organization. You know, it, it sucks to have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons just came out today and said, I'm not going to be the player I was. It's going to take time to get back to that. He's quit on himself. He's a shell of himself. I hate that the Nets took on that headache. I was right in this studio with Carton Roberts the first day that that rumor broke last year. It was February 4th because I found the video and, and put it on my Twitter. And Evan and Craig are asking me, what do you think? I'm like, no, you do not take on the Ben Simmons headache for any reason. Force Harden to play. If he wants to sit out, whatever. You do not want to adopt this Ben Simmons drama. He's a baby. He's not going to be able to play here. And look what the Nets have right now. 
This guy missed five games. He shows up last night. He's dribbling the ball off his foot. He had two points. He's, he, I don't know. He's just not an NBA player anymore. And he's got a max contract. That's another reason why the Nets were not going to get finessed into giving Kyrie a max. So then you have Kyrie, who you can't depend on under a max deal. Ben Simmons, who you can't depend on under a max deal. And KD, who you can't depend on under a max deal. That's bad business. That's how your GM gets fired. All right, let's keep it moving. Bob is in Jersey on the fan. What's up, B.O.B.? Hey, there are a couple of questions and comments basketball-wise. As far as Kyrie Irving and his drama, I was glad to see him go. Um, I would have traded him for a ball boy. That's how much I think he ruined the team. Um, LeBron James' comment is, um, if they gave him a PED test, do you think that could keep him <laughs> out of the Hall of Fame? Um, I don't think he's taken anything. I think he's a freak of nature. He's been since he was I, a high school kid. I will bet anything on it that he fails. Okay. Okay. Um the other thing is when Jordan was playing, Michael Jordan never won a championship. The Bulls won the championship, and that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And Phil me, Jackson, think, Scottie Pippen, you know, Tony Kukoc, Luke Longley, Steve Kerr, Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman. Like, he had squad, squad, squad around him. Well, it was just the Bulls. Basketball's a team game. If you go all the way back to the Knicks, it was the Knicks. No one won the championship but the team. Um, greatest player of all time. I mean, I'm going to go with Chamberlain because he was. They, they changed the rules because of him. Yeah, he was absolutely dominant to the point where, like you said, they had to adapt the game. He was taking over the game, and only center to lead the league in assists. Yeah, he just had it. I mean, yeah. it was so long ago, like '60s. But you know, I, well, I, the, I can't, I can't take anything from from the guy. Like it's Wilt Chamberlain. Well, well, the the problem is, is he played like you said, he played back in the '60s where you didn't have the TV and everything, so people didn't see it, and his numbers are so ridiculous that people don't believe it when you tell them that he. Average fifty points a game, or he averaged over forty-eight minutes a game, or he yeah, it's like it's like it's, it's like oh yeah, I guess. But I've seen LeBron drop fifty. You know, it's different. Thanks for the call, Bob. All right, we've already smoked two hours. This is a five-hour show. We're gonna go to the break and the update. Marco's gonna hit you with some information, and after that, I'll be back to take your calls and uh, sprinkle in some more topics, some more sports conversation right here on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. My name's Keith McPherson. I'll be right back. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.